just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. As always, hello. As always, hello to you two. And as always, hello to you three. Inclu- that includes me as well. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say gotta, hi to yourself. You gotta. Every now and then. You gotta. You gotta look in the mirror in the morning and go, hello, myself. You gotta. I was on Instagram the other day and I saw a post from a model slash actress saying... I've just been doing some mirror work, and I think you should really, you should really get on board too. And it's like it's very confronting, but just you know, a couple times a week, three, four times a week, just be you in front of the mirror, mm. and just like think about some of the positives about yourself. What is mirror work? Mirror work. Mirror work. I've also read the opposite there, where um, models and such um, eat naked in front of the mirror, so they're encouraged to not eat. Oh, uh, that's that's mirror work. Mm, that's. Yeah. So mirror work, mirror, mirrors go both ways. It's a two-way mirror. <laughs> Ryan as she used to always say, probably still do, get in that body, you need to get in that body house of mirrors and have a good hard bloody look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That's good stuff. Yeah, she's just got to do some mirror work. Yeah. It's the same here. Like, yeah, you can greet two other people, but what about you? Mm. Do some, like, okay, um, I'm going to do some mirror work right now. Check in on yourself. Um... Nice hat, Matt. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Is that sort of what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And do you know what, D- Dave? Did you feel the change in the energy in the room? Mm. 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 It, got, it got steamy in here. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And, and more positive. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I believe in myself now. Well, do you like... didn't before? No. Wow. That's powerful. And just from complimenting your own hat. Yeah. Yep. It is a nice hat. I mean, is there anything Instagram can't do? You're right. I mean, it's in it. You always be gramming, though. Is that true, Jess? Would you say that you always be gramming? I'm a big grammar. Yeah. I reckon. I love an Instagram story. I, I keep forgetting about that. Love a bit of a story. Do you watch others or you do it yourself? Um, I watch others. I do them myself. I post every now and then. I go through phases where I'm like, bang, and then I disappear for a little bit. Just to Just keep like people that. guessing. Bang. Just keep them guessing. What's she up to? Don't know. I'm living my life, guys. Yeah. Okay? You Grow don't have up. To, you don't have to see all of it. Do you need to have tabs on Jess all the time? No. World? No. You check don't. Your, check your privilege, world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank I you. Think you. I thought you did. And thank you for addressing the whole world who all follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of pressure. Yep. My girlfriend follows a lot of like makeup vloggers, 
and uh, I often hear her watching the Instagram stories next to me, and, and it, it always starts with this. Hey, guys, so I've just been to the park. <laughs> why? why? Why do I need to know that? Yeah, I don't need to know. Fuck off. Which park? Where are you? Oh. I'm going to skin you. I like that because we've just been making similarly inane chat, and um, you know, I feel like there's some irony there, Dave. Maybe... Maybe get in that house of mirrors. Can I just interrupt you there and tell everyone that I've just been to the park. <gasps> What'd you do? Time. Oh, had a good time. Cute. Hey, we're going to go out for coffee later. Yep. I'm going to gram it. Oh, you should gram that later for I'm gonna sure. I'm going to gram it. Hey, you should uh, gram that latte. You mean? Hey, Dave. Do you want to um, mm. quickly uh, explain what the show is and then lead into Jess asking a question? Okay. Before which I, I wrote before I go into the show, we'd just like to say a big thank you to everyone that came to the show, the Christmas show last week in Brisbane. I live, I, lo- I live, and I love each and every one of you. Thank I, you so I much. I live you. I live you. I, I live for you. you. I love for you. Live, laugh, love. I laugh. You. I lament for you. Lament. Yeah. Oh wow. We had a bloody good time, and we'd like to say thanks to everyone that came out to our first, you know, first Queensland show, and um, we'll be back. Oh, we'll be back, all right. And we'll, we'll be visiting the parks up there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got and to, telling everyone about it on in Instagram story. I got to a couple of parks in my time up there, um, but wow. I, that's only a couple in the presumably hundreds. So we, wow. I've still got a lot of park work to do. We have not done the research. Parkour. Parkour work. Yeah. <laughs> we had a bloody good time. Uh, we're also going to try and have a good time this week, huh? We're going to yeah, try. We're going to try. No um, promises. I mean, we're into the 110s episodes, but let's uh, explain the show anyway. Uh, what happens is one of us will has done a, a report on a topic suggested by a listener, and this week it is Jess's turn to report to Matt and I. We don't know what the topic is, and we always start with a question to get us on topic. And traditionally, I never write a question because I always forget. This time, I wrote a question because you guys were off doing something else, and I thought, oh, shit, I better write a question. Hey, hey, she's done mumbo, it. Mumbo Italiano. I actually think the the more you effort you put into the question, uh, or the less effort you put into the question, often the better better the report. So you really got a lot of work to do after this. I yeah, think. look, it's not a great question. If that yeah, helps. okay, good. No, that does help. And also, I don't think you'll know the answer. Oh, let's try and guess it without the the question. All right. Um. <laughs> Alexander the Great. Oh, that'd be so cool. If Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> Victor Hugo. No. All right, all right. Let's Should stop I this ask game. A question? Yep, please. Okay. Um, who is the most decorated Marine in American history? Alexander the Great. <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam. The most decorated Marine. Are you laughing because I'm really correct? Yeah, you're right. super correct. Wow. My report is on Uncle Sam, the most decorated Marine. That's not correct, Dave. Because he wears like a really decorative hat and quite a, a yeah, fancy suit. Great. Yeah, The red, white and blue. Um, are we likely to have heard of this person? No, I, I hadn't. But he, um, it's a he. He is uh, quite famous and, um, and still very highly regarded in uh, marine folklore. I hope he's got a cool nickname like Cannonball Arms. <laughs> okay. Well, I will tell you what. He does have a nickname. Is it Beast Legs? <laughs> it's not Cannonball Arms or Beast Legs. Well, yeah. I'm pissed off. Yeah. His name is Lewis Burwell Puller, known as... Chesty Puller. Chesty Puller. How did you know Chesty Puller? I think, I've, I think I remember this being suggested, maybe, or I've heard of him, or I'm thinking of Chesty Bonds, but... Either or. Well, it is a golden hat suggestion, so maybe you've seen it. Yes. That's a smaller pool. So suggested by Matt Lass, and it's also been suggested in the regular hat by Austin Hart and Odie Matthews over the over the months, Matt um, Lass. years even. So thank you Thanks, very much, Matt Lass, to Matt Austin and Odie who have uh, suggested. Matt's a good guy. Chesty. So are the other two, but can it's I get a word out? Yep. Fucking hell! <laughs> you have to roll away. It's okay. You can say that Matt and Austin and Odie are great. They're great. Okay. I'm sorry for talking over you there. No, I'm sorry for snapping at you. Can we be friends? Yeah, I'd Let's love to hear shake about on it and start again. I'd bloody love to hear about Chesty Puller. I'd love to hear about Chesty Larue. Have, have you heard of Chesty Puller at all? No, I don't think I have. No, I hadn't either. So, um, I will tell you. Well, I couldn't even tell you what war we're talking. I reckon we're talking like. Uh, Is it World War Two badass? No, I'm thinking later, right? I'm thinking Vietnam. It's a few of them. Oh. He. Is still active. Is he like Wolverine? He's not still active. Wolverine's been in all the wars. He's not Wolverine. He's a real person. He doesn't have 
Why claws is that a real coming person? out of his knuckles. I had to think about what these were for a sec. I was looking at them and I was like, wrist? <laughs> knuckles. Coming out of my side wrist. <laughs> front wrist. My front wrist. My, my finger bums. Yeah. Because <laughs> if this is your finger, yeah. this would be the bum of your finger. Mm-hmm. You got it. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, Puller was born on the 26th of June, 1898, in West Point, Virginia, to Matthew and Martha Puller. Virginia, the original state, someone told us a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, I think. The original state. I think they said the first and the best state. But the, maybe OG, that was... the OG state. Yeah. <laughs> I think they said that. Um. His father, Matthew, was a grocer who yeah, died... Yeah, named after the Virgin Queen. We've talked about that. Ah. Right. Right. Okay. Please do go on. Um, his father was a grocer and who died when uh, Lewis was 10 years old. I don't want to call him Lewis. doesn't feel right. Chesty, Chesty. or Puller is what I will call him. Um, he grew up listening to old veterans' tales of the American Civil War and idolised Thomas Stonewall Jackson, who was a Confederate general um, during the American Civil War. He wanted to enlist in the U.S. Army to fight in the border war with Mexico in 1916, but he was too young, and his mother wouldn't give him parental consent either, so he didn't get to. She wouldn't write a letter to the general (laughs) saying, It's fine. Take my child. You can only go to the war if there's a guardian with them. (laughs) (laughs) Mum's going to go everywhere. Mum's going to be with them over in the front line. Mum! Mum, come on, we've got to go to the trench. That's the really cool, lovely parents who are there at, at like... um, you know, a, a concert or something yeah. with their kid. And it's like that in the war as well. You will see a few loving mums and dads yep. standing side by side yeah, it's with their boy or girl. It's a sea of khaki and they're just wearing like some sort of like woolen sweater. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining Matt as a parent like at a gig in, in 20 years' time. I'll be, oh, you probably wouldn't except need you're, to. Except you're the coolest person there somehow. You are. Uh, yeah. No, they're also... The ones that aren't standing side by side, are they're out the front in the car, waiting. <laughs> out the front of the wall. Listening to 3AW on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Like Homer did when Bart was saying... <laughs> Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. <laughs> there was a little Spanish flea. There was a so you're waiting in the car at the wall? At the wall, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just out the front. I'm here if you need. Let me know. If, give me a call if anything goes wrong yeah, in the okay. wall. And remember, once the show's, you come, show's finished, once the war's over, you come straight you back. You come straight back to the car. Okay. Get home. And no, no dawdling. No, you can't have $40 for a T-shirt. No. no. I'm not giving you $40 for a T-shirt. Prank me. <laughs> prank me and I'll, I'll get the car running. All right? Prank me twice me. and I'll come and get you. Yeah. <laughs> prank me three times. Shame, Shame on, on me. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was 1916. He wanted to enlist, but he was too young. Um, the next year, in 1917, he enrolled at the Virginia Military Institute, but left after a year with hopes of fighting in World War I, which was still happening. Um, he was assigned instead to train recruits in South Carolina, and in 1919, he graduated from officer training school as a second lieutenant, but was immediately placed on, inactive, on the inactive list because of post-war troop reductions. So they didn't, like the war's over, we don't need as many people. So he got there a bit late. Yeah, it was, it was a bit late to World War One. Hey, don't worry, there's something coming up real soon. Yeah. <laughs> he re-enlisted as a corporal and was deployed to Haiti for five years to train the newly formed constabulary... Always a hard word. Did I say it right? Yeah. You nailed that. Nailed it. You could have just moved on, and I would have been back in my mind thinking oh. she nailed that. I mean, it's funny Thank that you. there's a small group of people who are disappointed when a war ends. Oh, I was coming here for the war. Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, thank God, this awful thing is over. Yeah. But some people just want to. They live live to fight for their country or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, I really wanted to help out. <laughs> it's such a. It's a funny. It's like Burke. Remember Burke went over to the Crimean War, but got there too late. Yeah, got to go back now. Oh. Burke of Burke and Wills, right? Yeah. I just wanted to have a war. We've now got multiple Burkes in our camp. It's <laughs> confusing. Um, so, yeah, he was there to train the newly formed constabulary force of Haitian enlisted personnel and marine officers. Um, he returned to the U.S. in 1924 and received his commission again as a second lieutenant. So now he's a, he's a second lieutenant. Once he was back in the U.S., he completed assignments in various places including the Marine Barracks in Norfolk in Virginia, um, Quantico in Virginia as well, and Pearl Harbor and San Diego. So he's moved around the States a little bit. Quantico, that's where the FBI is, I think. 
Because I, I watched Mindhunter recently, and that's all set in. I was wondering why Quantico. that sounded so familiar. Yeah. yeah, they always talk about it on uh, like NCIS and stuff as well. Yeah, <laughs> NCIS. What a show! Uh, it is a great show. Oh, I'm. I said, what a show! I'm so sorry. I thought you said, what a bad show. He's <laughs> <laughs> so defensive. <laughs> and he loves a um a, a crime drama. Really? Ah, oh, loves it. So she would love the early two thousands was. Massive for you. Mad the CSIs. Worry. We really enjoyed Criminal Minds. It's like the psychology. That's interesting. Oh, but that's, I think that was always a bit too nasty for me. Yeah. It always ended with them finding someone like, you know, chained to a bed being electrocuted. It probably was a bit too nasty for you, wasn't it? Yeah. I prefer NCIS when they have like a like a comical goth character just to take away from the nastiness. And she's like, she was playing like a young woman. Well, I mean, not that it's all relative, but she was like in her late 40s. Yeah, she's Perret. nearly 50 now. Yeah. Really? Pa- Paulie Perrette. Yeah. Paulie Perrette. She just quit. Abby Shuto. God, okay, yep. I yeah. love the first seven series or so. Oh, my God. I've, no, I've never seen it. I always thought that was just a show that no one really watched apart from really Dave. normal people. Like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep them going. It just seemed like that kind of show. It's like, oh, it's always on, so people must watch it. Just no one I know. No, they always they advertise it as the most watched crime. I think it's the most successful crime drama really? in the world. Most watched. I just assumed it was really bad. What about Blue Healers? Second most watched. <laughs> Thank you. You assumed it was bad. I feel that way. I felt that way, and I'm about to get a lot of tweets about this, um, about the Planet of the Apes films. I thought no one watched those, and everyone thought they were shit out. Yeah, apparently the apparently new ones pe- have been, yeah, really Apparently good. people really like them. I only discovered that at work when I was like, who would watch that shit? When a, a trailer came on, people were like, what do you mean? It's great. <laughs> I think it was because the names are so ridiculous. Oh, was, they look... Like, beginning of the start of the planet of the yeah. apes. Too oh, many yeah. authors. Yeah. Just get to the point. What are we doing? Speaking of getting to the point. Yeah, all right. Back to NCIS. <laughs> well, everyone really wants to talk about Anthony Dinozo. What a character. What a guy. Tony. What's the other guy's name who lost a lot of weight? Uh, uh, Proby. Which, Proby. Uh, McGee. McGee, that's right. And his stepfather is the creator of the show, so there you go. Mm, nepotism. It's nepotism. who you know. That's always nepotism. In showbiz. Yeah, it's who you know. It's who, you, it's who you're stepson of, not who you're... Stepfather of. Father. Yeah. That's what I always say. You do say that a lot, and until now it's never made sense. Yeah, yeah but now all of a sudden I'm like, I get it. Hey. Yep. Do go on about Chesty Puller. Yeah, cool. Um, Don't remember him from NCIS. So he's come back to the States in 1924, and over about four years he's working at all these different places. Um, In December of 1928, he was assigned to the Nicaraguan National Guard. Absolutely nailed it. You you saw my hesitation. Um, uh, So from February 16th to August 19th of 1930... He led five successive engagements against superior numbers of armed bandit forces. For these actions, he received his first Navy Cross. The Navy Cross is the United States military's second highest decoration awarded for valor in combat. First of quite a few, by the way. So that was his first Navy Cross for that. It's kind of similar, I find, to um, to like when we talked about um, Upham and the... the um, Victoria Cross, uh, it's kind of like, the, it's always a, an act of, ex- of extraordinary bravery, but you never get too many of the gory details. Right. So you're never 100% sure exactly what they've done. And so it's hard to imagine, but... <laughs> they know what they did. They know <laughs> what they bloody did. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, they don't, they, they're quite um, humble about it. They don't really talk about it so much. Like, what, it... what did you do? What needed to be done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's... It would be full on stuff as well. I oh, imagine. yeah. For it them, would have to be. For them to win these awards, absolutely, yeah. So it's pretty full on. Um, How many intestines did you pull out? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Fair um, enough. The Navy Cross is um, just a bit more information about it. Um, it's awarded primarily to a member of either the US Navy, the Marine Corps, or the Coast Guard um, for extraordinary heroism. So it, he, he's saved a lot of lives and probably killed a lot of people too. Um it all works out. It balances out. <laughs> One door closes. Another window opens. Yeah, and someone falls through it and you claim the credit. <laughs> On his second tour of Nicaragua in 1932, Puller earned another Navy cross for his gallantry in fighting local rebel forces during a daring 10-day march. Rebel 
horses. <gasps> the emperor. <gasps> the oh, Nicaraguan yeah. emperor. <laughs> um, and after his services in Nicaragua, it's a really hard combination of sounds. Yeah, you know, it's very satisfying to hear. Okay, good. Um, he was assigned to the Marine Detachment at the American uh, Legation in Beijing in China, commanding a unit of China Marines. Now, China Marines were also known as North China Marines, originally referred to the United States Marines of the 4th Marine Regiment, who were stationed in Shanghai from 1927 to 1941 to protect American citizens and property in the Shanghai International Settlements. Um, and this was during the Chinese Revolution and the Second Sino-Japanese War. There's a lot of information. Well, a lot of regimes there. A lot of regimes, a lot of um, revolutions. So it's American soldiers protecting Americans that are in China. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So, so far he's like already been all over the place. He's travelled. He's a traveller. Mate, he's all over the place. That's one of the perks, I reckon, of... I mean, I don't think there's a lot of perks to war zones. But, I mean, back then, they didn't travel like we do now. Was sort of sold the World Wars to yeah. Australian boys. Was sold as the great adventure and seeing well, seeing the world. Yeah, because you know Kentucky tours were expensive back then. This is the only way to do it, but obviously a much more brutal way, even more brutal then, than a Kentucky <laughs> tour, which are pretty fucked. Pretty fucked. They're just no good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so he was then recalled to the United States to teach at the Marine. Officers Basic School at the Philadelphia Navy Yard, and this is in 1936. And a few years later, in 1940, he returned to China as the executive officer of the 2nd Battalion of the 4th Regiment in Shanghai. When World War II began, he was commanding the 1st Battalion, 7th Marine Regiment at New River uh, in North Carolina, and was sent with his unit to uh, Guadalcanal, Guadalcanal in the summer of 1942. Hello, Mara. Hello, Guada. <laughs> Canal. 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 Do you know where Guadalcanal is? Sounds like uh I hadn't heard of it. It's the principal island. Sounds like the principal island in Guadalcanal, in Guadalcanal province, province of the of nation, the nation of, of the Solomon, Solomon Islands. Islands. We uh, play in Oceania in the soccer. We that, used to I think I think maybe the Solomon Islands we have the record for the biggest win in an international soccer game, we being Australia. I think if I'm right, maybe like fifty nil or something. Sad. Now we don't we're not allowed to play against them anymore. No. Oh. We're, we're, I mean we're allowed to. No, we, we're in a different qualification we, league because it was embarrassing for everyone. We're not allowed to. because um, they're not far from us. They're in the uh, southwestern Pacific, northeast of Australia. Um, so they're not far, and they're. Um, the island is mainly covered in dense tropical rainforests and has a, a mountainous interior. That's what it said on the Wikipedia page for Guadalcanal. Wow. That, that's what you, how you know a canal has made it, if it's got its own Wikipedia right? page. Yeah. Well done, Guada. Canal. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Soon after arriving, Puller led his battalion in a fierce action along, I'm going to say this wrong, the Matanikau, in which Puller's quick thinking saved three of his companies from annihilation. Annihilation is such a dramatic word too, isn't it? That is a dramatic word. But I love it. I like saying it in relation to lunch, though. I annihilated that sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I am going to well, annihilate that burger. Well, this sandwich annihilated me. Yeah, I've was got it? the runs. Yeah. <laughs> the John all nine. <laughs> the John. That turkey was off. <laughs> I thought it went in quick. You should have seen it come out. <laughs> See, Matt doesn't like that as much yeah. as I do because he doesn't like poo. Matt either. picks up his phone to not think about poo. No, I was just looking it up because I've lied. It wasn't against the Solomon Islands. It was against American Samoa. Ah. And it was 31-0. We beat, we beat Solomon Islands 13-0. Which was a much closer affair. <laughs> Still. <laughs> oh, it was a nail-biting match. Yeah. At that point, it's like, is anybody else on the field? Or are they just kicking, having a kick? Once, I can relate to both of those nations. Because in primary school, I went to a school that had no interest in soccer. And I got picked. Well, I got, we used to do inter-school sports. Mm-hmm. 
and you'd go around and everyone gets to pick the sport they wanted to play. And I was one of the last to get to choose, and I had to choose between lacrosse and soccer. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know. And I picked soccer, which I definitely would now. Yeah, me too. Lacrosse. Uh, but back then, I was in a school that just was like, what is soccer? Right. There was one Italian boy, John Carlo. And people keep asking him, Carlo, but what is it? And he, yeah, everyone was confused. And he, he loved the game, right? He so was, was he like your star He was player? the star, and he was the only kid who scored a goal for the year. <laughs> But it was an own goal. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even know how the game worked. Hey, well, he, I, well, I, well, I got it in the back of the net. What do you fucking want? He, well, Sorry, I, Dave, do that in an Italian accent, please. No, no please don't. <laughs> I mean, I said he was Ita- his parents were Italian. He was an Australian-born Italian kid. But he... Um, what do you mean? <laughs> he, he, was, he, he just struck the ball too well. And our goalkeeper, you know, it was, it was meant to pass back <laughs> to the goalkeeper. And he just, just like, couldn't handle a normal pass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, the ball's coming at me. <laughs> ah! He we also, up. and then in another game, uh, the opposition goalkeeper ran the length of the field and scored against us. You are kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, what, because it, it was like, all right, I'll see if I can do it. And, and I can. Well, I think it was just sort of like, you know, creeping up a little bit more as the game went on, taking a little bit further. And she's like, I think I could go all the way. <laughs> it's real. I think if the teachers now, I think they would be like, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Just play and you're a goalkeeper, be a goalkeeper. But back then, teachers have been like, let's fucking crush these little shits. I remember playing basketball and into school sports and we were beating a team by so much that the teachers said, all right, each one of you can have a go at a three-pointer. Because remember, we were like 11, so we didn't have the upper body strength you for can have a threes go. yet, but we could all like, all right, go on, have a go. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll see your real sports and raise you a made-up sport called Korfball. Corf ball, half basketball, half netball. For people that aren't talented enough to play netball or basketball, and I was in Purple B, which was the fourth <laughs> lowest and lowest team. Wow. So thank you. Corf ball. Corf ball. I don't understand. Why do you have to find a, a game between basketball and netball? Yeah. They're quite similar. Uh, because... Both games would be too dangerous for people of my ability. Oh my god. You would have also probably played Newcomb. Remember yeah, Newcomb? Yeah, it was just like volleyball, it was volleyball you, catch you, you catch it and throw I it. To make it, to make it a bit easier. <laughs> I remember that. Newcomb. Oh, Dave. Oh, Corfball. You ball. pathetic little child. Oh. I also made the, have I talked about this before, the cricket team in year eight in high school. But I was, um, they felt sorry for me. So I was the uh, 13th man, which it does not exist. So there's the 12th man, which is the backup. And I was the backup. Backup. Backup, backup. Oh, Dave. Second understudy. That's right. <laughs> that was the swing for the cricket team. Okay. But it was fun. I just I got a day off school and I just got to give out waters. Yeah, I, actually, I was going to say you were the water boy. I batted once. What about the orange? Did you hand out the orange piece bits? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, guys, who wants an orange bit? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just... gather around. Grab, grab a bit. <laughs> Everyone grab a bit. Grab an orange bit. Mate, what are you doing? That's a yellow bit. Lemon. Don't need that. Oh, we're the sportiest podcast ever. What a what a fun tangent that was. All right, back to war. Back to war we go. Um, so he's uh, te- there's a ten day. Um, no, wrong one. Kentucky tour. So he saved three of his companies from annihilation. Okay. Google, uh, Microsoft, uh, Apple, Apple. These are the companies I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg. There's only three. Greg's, the bakery Greg's. in the UK. Oh, there's only three. Great. <laughs> one, one of those was a backup. Greg's. Well, Greg's was a backup yeah, company. Yeah, in case Apple went under. Because <laughs> company can mean two different things. Oh, I got it. Uh, <laughs> in the action, these companies were surrounded and cut off by a larger Japanese force. Puller ran to the shore, signalled a... Na- uh, U- U.S. Navy destroyer, the USS Ballard, and then Puller directed the destroyer to provide fire support while landing. While a landing craft rescued his Marines from their position, so he's just been a big old brave boy. I'm picturing like Iron Man, like he's got like jetpack feet, yeah, and he's. <laughs> it yeah. just feels like he's like floating around above everyone else, yeah. You are correct. Iron Man is based on Chesty Puller. Really? That yeah. makes sense. Should he's have got, called him Chesty Man. He's got jetpack feet. We could call you Jesty Puller. 
Don't like that. <laughs> well, that sounds a bit off, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not good. Jesty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it feels off, but it does. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's weird, it's isn't unpleasant. it? It's unpleasant. Yeah, don't like it. So, no, thank you. Okay. Um, how about we call you Chesty Pullet? No, I'm still weird. Love it. Um, for these actions, he was awarded the Bronze Star Medal with Combat V. I'll explain what those are. So the Bronze Star is awarded to members of the U.S. Armed Forces for either heroic achievement, heroic service, um, uh, or, like, commendable achievement. So just, like, just being really just good at your job. Mm-hmm. Um, the V, when worn on certain decorations, um, distinguishes an award for heroism or valour in combat instead of for, like, commendable service or achievement. So he's got the little V, which says it's for valour. So that's kind of cool. Um, later, on Guadalcanal, Pullout was awarded his third Navy Cross in what was later known as the Battle for Henderson Field. Um, he commanded one of two American infantry uh, units defending the airfield against a regiment-strength Japanese force. In a firefight on the night of October 24th in 1942, lasting about three hours, the two U.S. units sustained, sustained 70 casualties. The Japanese force suffered over 1,400 killed in action. Whoa. Because casualties means injured as well. That doesn't necessarily mean they're all dead. Holy shit. That's so, a... Huge. 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. The Americans held the airfield. So they were defending an airfield at that stage, and they defended it. That's incredible, isn't it? It's hectic. Hectic numbers. Heckers. Um, he was promoted to executive officer of the 7th Marine Regiment, and he earned his fourth Navy Cross in January of 1944 at Cape Gloucester in New Britain when he braved enemy fire to inspire his men during a Japanese counterattack. Attacked. Um, so at this point, when he puts his medals on, he is walking lopsided. Like, lopsidedly. Yeah, he's got a limp and it's, his legs are fine. That's why he's called Chesty, is because his pecs are so big. <laughs> Carrying around medals. Yeah. Nine kilos of medals. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I want to read out some of the um, citation for that, um, that Navy Cross. So it says... Assigned temporary command of the 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines, from the 4th to 9th of January, Lieutenant Colonel Puller quickly reorganised and advanced his unit, effecting the seizure of the objective without delay. Assuming additional duty in command of the 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines, from 7th to 8th of January, after the commanding officer and executive officer had been wounded, Lieutenant Colonel Puller unhesitatingly exposed himself to rifle, machine gun and mortar fire from strongly entrenched Japanese positions to move from company to company in his front line, reorganising and maintaining a critical position along a fire-swept ridge. His forceful leadership and gallant fighting spirit under the most hazardous conditions were contributing factors in the defeat of the enemy during this campaign and in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Navy services. So he was being shot at and there was, it was also on fire. <laughs> there's, there's fire, there's machine guns. And he's going from company to company. Just inspiring him, just communicating effectively. It's really another language, army talk. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm struggling to keep up with what's going on here. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There is a lot. And they talk, it's all talk in such sort of, like, cold language. Yeah. It's just, like, matter of fact, where I'd be saying, and then the fucking thing was on fire, <laughs> and I was shooting everywhere, and oh my god, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, anyway, and then... We're an emotional type. (laughs) I was walking around, and my decks were full. (laughs) Didn't have time to clean them out. 
Dak's a pants. Dave's implying he shat himself. <laughs> and then I he pack, packed his Dax. He packed we, his Dax. Colloquially speaking. I'm packing my Dax. He's a Dak packer. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I had an extra pair of Dax in my backpack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> So, in September and October of 1944, he led the 1st Marine Regiment into the protracted battle on Peleliu, one of the bloodiest battles in Marine Corps history, and received his first of two Legion of Merit awards. Um, he returned to the US the following month to train recruits at Camp Lejeune, where he remained for the rest of the war. After the war, he was made director of the 8th Reserve District at New Orleans, and later commanded the uh, Marine Barracks at Pearl Harbor. So he's just like, he's out in the battle. He's back training other recruits. He, he sounds like a freak. He's an all-rounder. And he's like, Absolute so freak. by the end of the war, he's sort of late 40s. So he's not like a young... Yeah, because he was born in 1898. Yeah. So he's 47 by the time the war finishes. Yeah. And he's still out there fucking doing crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think I have... the. the thing that I remember hearing about him is that he's still seen as like one of the absolute top heroes yeah. to current serving American troops. Yes, exactly. Same as like his photos on the wall kind of thing. Yep, absolutely. And I, I talk about him sort of in their folklore as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's still very much. I, like, and I looked at quite a few YouTube videos and some of the comments and stuff were obviously from Marines and they, yeah, really look up to him. It's amazing. You know who was a former Marine? And that is Leroy Jethro Gibbs, the main character from NCIS. <laughs> he was a gun- gunnery sergeant. Gunner. Leroy little... Jethro Gibbs. 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 He's Just the main guy? The main guy. Mark Harmon. Doesn't smile a lot. No. The sexiest man alive in the late 1980s. Disagree. His character had seen a lot, I guess. Yeah, you're right. But there was a kindness to him. He had a good heart. And he builds a boat in a basement yeah. where you can't physically oh, get the yeah. boat out once it's complete. I never thought of that. It's like building a, a ship in a bottle. Yeah, it is. Why did he do that? It was just a way for him to distract himself from all the th- horrible things he'd seen. Build it in the backyard. Also, his wife and child had been murdered. Oh, yeah, I did forget that. Uh, was he seeking revenge? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was an ongoing storyline. Was he played by Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> In many ways, yes. He should have been. In a way, aren't we all played by Steven Seagal? Think, yeah, yeah, we've he, all been played by yeah. Steven Seagal. He's been playing us all. He owes me $14 million. <laughs> you had $14 million? Yeah, until Steven Seagal came along. So he played me like a pack of cards. You were a $14 millionaire? Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't like to blow my own trumpet. Cool. But I just want my money back, Stephen. All right. So you're listening. So you were saying... Which I know you are. <laughs> you were saying at the end of the war, he's in his late 40s. Yes. Um, at the outbreak of the Korean War, he received command of his old unit, the 1st Marine Regiment, and led them during the landing at uh, Incheon, or Incheon, in September of 1950. So he's 52 now? Yeah. He, was sil- he received the Silver Star Medal, third highest personal decoration for valour in combat. <laughs> So he just keeps getting... Racking them up. Keeps getting medals. Another thing that I read was that you don't win these awards, you receive them. Right. It's not a competition. That's true. They are given to you. So I'm trying to make sure I'm using the right language. Yep. Right. So you receive an award. War you is not a competition, it. but we won both World Wars. Yeah, but you don't win we. these medals. You are... You receive them. Right. That's very good. very good thing to note. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. And it is... I think it's quite amazing that... So he's... Obviously, pretty senior now. Yeah. And often, a lot of the senior people don't have to go out to the front no, line. They sit at the desk. But he's still out there. Yeah, he led from the doing front. the crazy shit. And I think that's one of the things, or one of the reasons why he is so highly regarded, is because he he truly led by example. Like he led from the front, so he was very much out there with them, which is pretty cool. Um, for leadership for from September fifteenth through to November second, he was awarded his second Legion of Merit as well. So it's just racking up all these, all these medals. It's racking up an official military term. Yes. yes. Oh, mate, how many? How many did you rack up on the weekend? Oh, just a couple of military stars, thanks, mate. No big deal. Um, he was awarded the Distinguished Service Cross from the U.S. Army for heroism in action, 
um, from November 29th to December 4, and his fifth Navy cross for heroism during uh, 1950 at the Battle of uh, Chosen Reservoir. Five. It was during that battle that he said the famous line, We've been looking for the enemy for some time now. We've finally found him. We're surrounded. That simplifies things. <laughs> He's got some really good quotes too. Lots of chesty quotes. Are very I good. would have said, ah, yeah. Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> Fuck. I would have said, well, I mean, we've had a good run. And uh, let's just all take a sec to send one last text to our mums. <laughs> Who's waiting in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just out the front. I've pranked her twice. She can't get in. Mama. Oh, I reckon my mum would pick me up from war. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. I reckon she'd give you a lift too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. My parents did come to pick me up when I was 16 and vomiting blood from alcohol poisoning. So <laughs> I think. It's... All right, where were you? We need to hear the story. Uh, I think it was, in, it was somewhere around Clayton in the. Just a house party? House party, yeah. I was... didn't know many people there. I was drinking Jim Beam bourbon and Pepsi Cola, very American cocktail. So, you know, vaguely relevant to today's topic. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I didn't know anyone there. And I was, it was like one of the very first times I'd drunk anything. And I drank a lot of bourbon. And why, why were you quickly. there and you didn't know anyone? And you one girl, there was just oh. a friend I vaguely knew. He's like, oh, come to this party. I'm like, sure. And I think I didn't realize at the time, if you're not talking that much you and you're holding yeah. a drink. You just drink it. You're just drinking, yeah. And I drank it way too fast. And I remember the next day, my dad made me this uh, big feast. Oh. And uh, sort of didn't, there was no real punishment or anything. He's just like, you know, eat up. And I'm like, I think that was kind of the punishment because I'm like, oh, I can't yeah. stomach any of that. And then uh, I was playing tennis that morning. Oh, my God. So he drove no. me down to play tennis. You actually played? And I played. I threw the game, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I pulled a curious. Yeah. Ugh. But it was... Yeah, I remember mum being very disappointed because she was like, you told us you didn't drink mm. when we asked. And I'm like, mum, what was I going to say? Yeah. I'm going to get f- fuck-eyed tonight. <laughs> See ya. See ya. I'm underage. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Anyway, I learned a lesson that night and I've never drunk alcohol again. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's a, certainly not very much Jim Beam, that's for sure. Yeah, it's funny how something will put you off. Yeah, nearly dying. <laughs> it's so, so funny. Legit vomiting blood. That's what they told me. I don't, I don't remember it. Yeah, real bad. Don't drink, kids. Thanks, mate. I'm talking to Dave and Jess. Yes, Dad. I won't. See? Yeah, you guys are very responsible. You'll see me with us. a beer later and you'll be like, but when I asked you if you drank, you said you didn't. <laughs> I'll slap it out of your hand. What did you think I was going to say, Matt? <laughs> you guys are going to love this so much. All right, so he's got his fifth. Uh, Navy Cross. Uh, Matt, do you reckon he's going to get any more? I reckon he might. Six, call it. I don't... Well, I just don't think you could win... For starters, in his 50s already. And, yeah, I would say... I'd say I'm going to guess seven. Just because Jess is smiling like there's more to come. Well, no. What I'm thinking is... um, Okay, maybe he might not win... Receive more awards. But... Maybe a promotion to Sam? Brigadier General. Brigadier General. Brigadier General. Brigadier General. Brigadier General. So he was promoted to Brigadier General. Brigadier. In 1951. Brigadier me. Yeah, it looks like we're surrounded. Brigadier me. Yeah, it was only Brigadier General for a couple of years because then he was made Major General in 1953. Mm. Oh. Not as fun. So he was demoted. <laughs> yeah. But what Brig- did he do? Brigadier General. So good. Be Brigadier to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, um, yeah, so he, he was doing some more, like he was taking over some of the training camps and stuff like that. Um, in 1954, he took command of the 2nd Marine Division um, at Camp Lejuan, probably saying that wrong, really sorry, in North Carolina, until... <gasps> until. Hang on, North Carolina. That reminds me of a fact that Matt once told me. Yeah, what was it, Dave? I believe that uh, that's where Michael Jordan played college basketball. Yep. And that when he played for the Chicago Bulls in the NBA, he always wore his North Carolina shorts underneath his Chicago Bulls shorts. For luck, yeah. For luck. Have you only verified that from Space Jam? Space Jam. 
But yeah. is it noted anywhere else? Yeah, we need to. That's been. Why would he lie in Space Jam? Because it's a it's a film. Yeah, a yeah. documentary film. It's not a documentary film. And Newman um, is okay. <laughs> yeah, Jess Newman is his friend. <laughs> Dug him out of the golf hole. And Bill Murray. Yeah, of course. And Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny. And Lola Bunny. She was a sexy bunny. Yeah, also played by Bugs. No, it's a different sexy bunny. Different sexy bunny. She was a real girl. Bugs was in love with her. Anyway, that's not what this. What's is. he doing in North Carolina? He is um, uh, he's taking command of the Second Marine Division, but in February of 1955, he became Depu- deputy camp commander. Ooh, sounds like he's running a scout camp. Yeah, it's real fun. Deputy. All right, kids. <laughs> Usually, ideal in war, so mm-hmm. this could go wrong. I've killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, so fucking do what I say, little Timmy. <laughs> Tie that knot. Go for a swim. Fucking sew the badge on. <laughs> Unfortunately, in 1955, he suffered a stroke and he was retired by the Marine Corps in November with a tombstone promotion to Lieutenant General. Do you oh, know what a tombstone promotion is? That sounds awesome. I know. I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, the Act of Congress of March 4, 1925 allowed officers in the Navy, Marine Corps and Coast Guard to be promoted one grade upon retirement if they'd been specially commended for performance of duty in actual combat. So these were colloquially known as tombstone promotions because they conferred with all the perks and prestige of the higher rank, um, but no additional retirement pay. Oh. oh, you don't get the pay. I was going to say, surely that means you're going to get a better payout. Yeah. No. So you still get the same payout as what you technically retired on, but you get to say instead that you are, right. what was your... What I guess otherwise it could be Lieutenant abused. General. That kind of thing could be abused quite a bit otherwise. They yeah. go, we're giving you a tombstone promotion just to give you a little extra cash. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe? I yeah. don't know. I don't you know, know, I bet that nepotism guy, that stepdad like, would have done it. It feels like this guy has won, pardon me, received mm-hmm. so many commendations yeah. that he should be promoted a couple of bumps. Yeah, I would have given That's him president. How... Yeah. President in name only. In name only. No, no president pay, obviously. Yeah. Anything? Army president. You're president of the army. <laughs> no, no, fuck it. President of America. This is my one of my favourite parts. That includes Canada <laughs> and South America. All of it. Okay. President of America. That's what I think. Not Chester the United States. No. America. Everything all of America. But, everything but the United States. Yeah. They give away everything else. We don't care if you're president of Canada. It doesn't affect us. <laughs> Have it. Wow. Yeah. Just throw away Canada like that. Well, it's not me. America. North America. USA has done that. Pardon me. It's so confusing now. Oh, my God. Okay. This is one of my favorite parts. He requested a return to service in 1966 to fight in Vietnam. 66. Very good year. That's the year the St. Kilda Football Club won their premiership. And also England won their only World Cup soccer champion okay. trophy. Do you have any evidence of this apart from the film Space Jam? <laughs> No. Well, they obviously talked about both of those Yeah, things. that dialogue with Bill Murray <laughs> and Michael Jordan and one of the Monstars who had taken over the body of Patrick Ewing had that famous chat in the bar. Okay, well, it was also 11 years after Chester had retired. Is this a, so 11 years after he'd had a stroke? 11 years after his stroke and retirement. It's 1966, and he asked if he could return to service. And they were like, no, Chester, because you're 68 and you're retired. Um, a couple of, couple more things. His son, Louis Burl Puller Jr., also served as a Marine officer, and Puller Jr. was wounded when he tripped a booby trap, um, losing his right leg at the hip, his left leg below the knee, his left hand, and most of his fingers on his right hand in the explosion. That's that's a nasty book. Yeah. Um, The shell riddled his body with shrapnel, and he lingered. He was was nearly dead for several days. Um, He dropped to like 55 pounds, but he did survive. Fuck. And those who knew him said that it was primarily because of his iron will and his stubborn refusal to die that he survived. <coughs> he was medically discharged from the Marine Corps, and he was also awarded the Silver Star Medal, um, the Navy and Marine Corps Com- uh, Commendation Medal, two Purple Heart Medals, and the Republic of Vietnam Gallantry Cross for his service in the Marine Corps. So following in his father's footsteps, there, yeah. quite a decorated soldier himself. Wow. He went on to earn a law degree, had two children with the woman he'd married before going to Vietnam, and raised a family. He was admitted to the Virginia Bar in 1974 and began working as a lawyer for the Veterans Administration and on President Gerald Ford's clemency board. High achiever. What a... That is a high achiever. That is sick. Yeah. Oh, man. Although, he continued to suffer quite severe depression and occasional bouts of 
of alcoholism, so he had a bit of a troubled, troubled life as well. Um, he won a, the 1992 Pulitzer Prize for his autobiography, Fortunate Son, The Healing of a Vietnam Vet. Wow. And two years later, though... This guy deserves his own episode. Right? Yeah, he's amazing. Um, uh, Sadly, though, two years later in 1994, um, just after winning his Pulitzer Prize, he um, died due to a self-inflicted gunshot, so he ended his own life. Fuck. Um, And he and his wife had separated a few years earlier as well. Mm. Yeah, but, but to have achieved so much, so decorated, it's really amazing. Um, the original, Lewis Chesty, he died in um, October of 1971 at the age of 73. Um, and he was buried in Saluda in Middlesex County, where he had spent his retirement. So, just, 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 just passed away. Um, well, not, not, not a bad life for someone who lived, obviously, a pretty tough life. A pretty tough life, absolutely. So a couple and then of... saw his son go through all that as well. Yeah. No, exactly, yeah. A um, couple of uh, quick things, just a, a few little like stories here and stuff. I guess they're kind of like fun facts, but not quite. There's a few here that are like namesakes and honours, different things that have been named after him. Um, in 2017, actually, only um, only sort of last month, a groundbreaking ceremony was held for the Puller Veterans Care Centre located in Vint Hill in Virginia. It's going to be a, um, a centre named after him. There was a warship called the Lewis B. Puller that was named after him, which right. is pretty cool. Really good name for a tugboat. Yeah. Beep, beep. Pula. Um, the headquarters building for the Second Fleet Anti-Terrorism Security Team um, is named Puller Hall in his honour. Wow. And Route 33 in Middlesex County, Virginia is named the General Puller Highway, which he's, is kind of cool. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was also um, honoured on a stamp, which is my dream. Is and, it really? Yep. Has that always been your dream? Oh, yeah. To be on a stamp. Fuck yeah. Are you I've kidding me? I've never heard that dream. Oh, I talk about it all the time. People licking your back? That's Love what you want? It. The yes. back of your head? Yes. Lick the back of my head. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to, but if that's, that's, what you want. If that's your lifelong dream. You happy. The Marine Corps' mascot is perpetually named Chesty Pullerton, and he's always a purebred English bulldog. Oh, right, like an actual bulldog. I don't know. So they've got Maybe. a mascot... And they name it after him. Chesty Pullerton. That's awesome. So you were saying before, Matt, that you, um, what you had heard was that he was like still really well... I mean, he died in the 70s yep. and is still an abs- is a hero. And there's a few, um, a few stories here just about like why he's, um, you know, why he's still so regarded. So um, he is a well-known figure in the US Marine Corps, both true and exaggerated tales of his experiences being constantly recounted amongst um, Marines. Common uh, thing uh, at boot camp to end one's day with the declaration, good night, Chesty, wherever you are. (laughs) And another common encouragement is Chesty Puller never quit. (laughs) Um, Encouragement. I imagine that people are being yelled at while they're doing push-ups. Chesty Puller never quit. Yeah. Yeah. So. 1,005, (laughs) 1,006. Marines will also chant. This is like in recruit training. They'll um, they'll often chant, uh, it was good for Chesty Puller and it's good enough for me. And also tell Chesty Puller I did my best. Um, He's sort of a, he's a symbol of like morale and and teamwork and, you know, just giving it everything. They also sing, um, Chesty Puller was a good Marine and a good Marine was he. (laughs) And often while doing push-ups, they'll tell each other to do one for Chesty. (laughs) I think it's cool. These are... Well, they're referring to their own pecs. There's a couple of stories here about him as well that I like. Um, one of the stories told about him was that he once came upon a second lieutenant who had ordered an enlisted man to salute him a hundred times for missing a salute. Puller told the lieutenant, you were absolutely correct in making him salute you a hundred times, but you know that an officer must return every salute he receives. Now return them all and I'll keep count. <laughs> How good is that? And this is one that's really fun. While on duty in Hawaii inspecting the armory, Puller fined himself $100 for accidentally discharging a forty five caliber pistol indoors, although the charge for his men was only $20. <laughs> but he's like, no, I shouldn't have discharged that. <laughs> he just accidentally discharged his gun. Now, that sounds like something I would do. <sighs> um, the nickname, Chesty, some people say that it was because he had 
big broad chest. Yep. Others say that it was sort of a um, uh, meant sort of cocky. Um, but even Chesty himself, not entirely sure where it came from. Um, he uh, once had a chesty cough. And, uh, just, just couldn't shake it. He couldn't shake the phlegm nor the nickname. Yeah. <laughs> now, I would like to end on a quote from a um, reputable website, badassoftheweek.com, if I may. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely used that in a previous report. <laughs> so good. Badass, Badass of the Week. Of the week. Here yeah, I've been on that website. That guy also sells books and stuff. Mm. Okay, so compiles his badasses, so thank you, Badass of the Week. Here we go. <laughs> to end my report on Chesty Puller. Chesty Puller was admired by his men and feared by his enemies. He always led from the front, fighting in the trenches with the men, and never flinched under even the most serious fire. One time a grenade landed next to him, and when the rest of the guys around him dove, dove for cover, he glanced at it and nonchalantly said, Oh, that, it's a dud. <laughs> He inspired loyalty and courage in his marines, treated his men well, insisted on the best equipment and discipline for his troops, and had no fear, had a no-fear, win-at-all-cost attitude that won him 14 medals for combat bravery, in addition to countless unit citations and campaign ribbons. He is the most highly decorated marine in history, and a legendary figure amongst his brethren. Oh, I'd love to see a photo of him with the medals. Yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah. And there's... um. On the, on the internet, I think it's on his Wikipedia page too. It has like how how they would be displayed, and there's like four rows of of medals. It's amazing. It's a lot of rows. You need a big chest. It makes yeah, you sense. Would. It does make sense. And that's my report on Chesty Puller. Oh, Chesty Puller! What a dude, eh? Now we've had a few World War Two and um, you know, more badasses now, mm. and yeah. he would definitely be up there. Yeah, I think we've had as many World War or World War stories as serial killers now. Yeah, I think our most seems pop- to be the next most popular topic. People suggest suggestion because mysteries, serial killers, World War badasses. Yeah, badasses. This aren't we we've got to compile them all into one gang sometime. Yeah, some sort of Avengers. Yes, of World War badasses. I hope I did it justice too. I know that he is, you know, somebody that. Um, a lot of people still really look up to, so I hope, you know, hope I did okay. I'm sorry if I mispronounced anything. Don't tweet at me. I'm very sensitive. Jess is very sensitive, everyone. Only compliment Jess if you at her. Thank you. Yeah, only po- Let's just keep the positive vibes. You don't like something. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Go about your life. If you like something, share the love. I think that should be, I think that should absolutely be everyone's ideology you don't understand the internet jess <laughs> i don't no, it doesn't at all but like if people did that the, the good stuff would still come to the top and people would see it because people would spread it spread it it's just the bad stuff just wouldn't get any hits so it'd be fine mm. it would work out a lot better anyway but anyway philosophy corner with dave <laughs> hi welcome to philosophy corner hi i just went to a park <laughs> <laughs> hey tell um, me more Ooh. Uh, obviously, um, uh, I would like to thank again Matt Lass yeah. and uh, oh, Matt Lass, the Matt world. Lass, the bad Lass, Lass. and Austin Hart, <laughs> the w- World War Bad Lass, <laughs> and Austin Hart and Odie Matthews who suggested this is a topic. Thanks very much, guys, for um, but mainly Matt Lass, mainly Matt Lass. <laughs> but Dave, if you want to do the spiel about how we always thank. Oh, so we always thank everyone that listens to the show because it's amazing that you do and it still blows our minds. Um, but it also blows our minds that people like to support the show uh, via Patreon. Patreon.com slash StugoOnPod is where you can chip in a little bit of money each month. Keeps the show going, makes it so we can spend more time researching and talking shit and doing extra stuff. And in exchange, you get some extra stuff, including a bonus episode once a month. Um... Newsletters, updates, and also a shout-out at the start, at the end of an episode. And I w- would like to uh, thank some people now. And, and maybe, Jess, if you'd like to kick us off. Okay, I'd love to. Some beautiful people. Um, I've got a couple of Australians here, which is exciting. Shall we be giving them awards? Um, if you think that's appropriate, Jess, do they deserve awards? I think so. I am... As yeah. in, like, giving them a title. You know how we've been giving people things? Okay. What do we give them a rank? Oh, what if we gave them a, a rank? rank? Good one. Okay. Well, the first person I would like to thank from East Toowoomba 
in Queensland. It is Luke Robinson. Oh, here's to you, Mr. Robinson. So your rank you're giving him is Mr. <laughs> yes, I'm a. Fr- it's like a surgeon. Yeah, like, true. You're a surgeon. It's great. You're a surgeon. Oh, good for you, surgeon Luke. Surgeon of the army. Oh, army surgeon, like MASH. Yeah, you are MASH. Oh, I love MASH. Really? Yes, MASH is great. Are you kidding me? Are you you kidding Jess, Dave? (laughs) First planet. Why are you kidding Jess? Thanks, thanks, Sass Twin. (laughs) Just really disappointed. Are you kidding Jess? Why would you be kidding Jess at this point? (laughs) Sorry. She's just given us this great report, now all of a sudden you're kidding her. Don't kid me. You're a real piece of shit. Don't kid me. Dave Nicole Kidman won again. So sorry. No, you're not giving yourself titles. Thank you to... Yeah, I'm the Nicole Kidman of the army. <laughs> Thank you to Dr. Luke from Toowoomba. And also... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Mr. He's higher than Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Mr. Luke. I'm so sorry, Mr. Luke. <laughs> Um, also, I would like to thank from Randwick in New South Wales... Oh, the Randwick races. I would like to thank Abdul Abdullah. Abdul Abdullah from Randwick. Randwick is in Sydney. Mm-hmm. It's like a, one of the. Is, is that like affluent east? Is that your equivalent, Dave? I'm not sure, but it sounds affluent. It's definitely got one of the big race tracks there. Okay. Um, what's a horse racing slash? What's what? What do you call a horseman in the army? Jockey boy. That's. I don't think that's it at all. In I don't the think army, call they call jockey, jockey boys. boys. Light horsemen. Light horsemen. Oh, cavalry. Cavalry. Yeah, cavalryman Abdullah. Yes. I think in that. Perfect. Aka jockey boy. Yeah, well, then, you know, amongst the lads, yeah, and you're having a bit of a laugh. Uh, I'd love to thank a couple of guys if I can. Please. Uh, and the first one from South Australia, Mount Osmond oh. is a place in South Australia. Riley Emerson. Riley Emerson. Riley Emerson. Thanks for your support, Riley. Emerson Lake and Palmer was a was a musical trio. How, what's what's the music man? In the army called Bugle Boy. Bugle Boy. <laughs> Bugle Boy Emerson. They're all boys. At ease. <laughs> I know a little bit about the army. I know a little bit of the linger. I've seen stripes. Yeah. Another Bill Murray. Yeah, I love Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. <laughs> thanks so much, Bugle Boy Emerson. Uh, thanks so much for supporting the show. All you guys, like, is, is this weird? It's like, hey, to thank you, we're going to give you some weird nickname, and this is your thanks. I think they like it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever tweeted to tell us to fuck off. I mean... And because I just told them not to. Oh, that's yeah. true. Only positive I mean, sure, vibes. Just quietly withdraw your pledge if you, if you hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but do it quietly. Bugle uh, boy, stop bloody spouting up your bugle. Riley Emerson. I'm out. I reckon he is a, a guitarist or something. Riley Emerson's a... That's the name of a shredder, I reckon. Do you reckon? Shreds yep. the bugle. And I'd also love to thank uh, from Saverna Park in Maryland or Maryland. No, this right one right I always right. get wrong. Maryland. 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 Tora Houseman. Tora, probably. Tora House, Houseman. Tora, Laura, love. No, it can't be another musical one. Okay. What is that? Why do I know? Is that from Seinfeld or something? Oh, The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Um, Barney sings it and then they all get him into the B-sharps. He's singing that looking for his, like, peanut on the floor or something in the toilet. Um, Okay, so Janitor Houseman. Now, that's... I don't think that's an army thing. Um, Who leads the mess hall? Is there a mess hall leader? Uh, head chef? Actually, we haven't used this one yet. Brigadier oh, Houseman. I was going to see who oh, would get Brigadier. Brigadier. Brigadier, yeah. Brig- oh, Brigadier Tora Houseman. Congratulations, Tora, for getting Brigadier. That's a big get. That's a big get. Good for you. You deserve that, though. On you. Maryland. Dave? Brigadier. Well, from one Dave to another, I would like to thank from Portsmouth in Hampshire, David Burden. David Burden. You're no burden on us, You are Dave. not a burden, David. You know who I saw? Uh, I was talking about a few weeks ago, seeing Yeovil in uh, in the oh, low yeah. leagues. Of soccer. They played a, a game against Portsmouth. That's who I saw them play. So I saw Portsmouth play live at oh. Yeovil. Who won? Uh, Portsmouth smashed them because they were a top-level team. Well done, David Burden. Well done. Well done indeed. Uh, he can be Corporal Burden. And Portsmouth, is that is a port town, obviously, so that makes sense. He'd be a Navy man. Hmm. Corporal Burden, thank you. And uh, uh, from Denver, and this is 
a note to everyone to update your addresses and make sure they are correct on the Patreon because I did a bit of researching here. It said Denver CA. Obviously, that's California. But it's not. It's Denver CO, Colorado. Because mm. I tracked down your street and everything. And that is a... Uh, yeah, not weird. Uh, <laughs> but from Denver, Alex... McRitchie. Oh, that's a good name. Right. And I would like to call Alex McRitchie. CEO. I think, I think there's a chance it's Denver, Canada as well. We'll double check that. But I looked up the... Well, there is an exact address in Denver, Colorado. All right. Your street number. Alex, uh, let us know. But there's also a Denver way out northeast in Canada, in the middle of nowhere. I got excited because I thought you were listening from there. But then I got excited because you're listening from Denver, Colorado. The Just Nuggets. Nugget country. And I'd like to call you Alex McRitchie. In honour of Leroy Jethro Gibbs from NCIS, Gunnery Sergeant Alex McRitchie. Oh, congratulations, Alex. That's, That's right. a good one. The true NCIS member. Build a boat in your basement, as, uh, as Gunner would always say. You know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to build a boat in my basement. But that's just Not what, a figure of speech. Yeah, that's just what they called wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm building a boat, don't you that much. Yeah, I'm off for a boat. <laughs> I'm going to go have a boat. Um, I'm probably going to build a bloody cruise liner tonight. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't, oh, I hate this. Yuck. Oh. Um, in a lot of ways, every way. You started that, Jess. I know. Yeah. But you guys always take it too far. Yeah. But uh, thanks to everyone that uh, listens to the show. We are coming up very close now to Christmas. Obviously, the Christmas episode last week. Hope you enjoyed that. But um, if you want to get in contact with us uh, before the end of the year, maybe get your topic uh, as one of the last ones for 2017, you can now fill out a beautiful form online. We've got a Google Doc going on. We've already had hundreds of submissions, which is mm. really cool. It's uh, So if you want to find that, it's a pinned, uh, the pinned tweet and Facebook post. Um, at the moment, so you should find that at the top of our Facebook and Twitter pages, and you can find those, Dave, at Do Go On in both cases. That's right, and also at Do Go On. No, it's at Do Go On Pod, pod rather. Fuck. For Twitter two and years. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Do Go On Pod, and hey, if you're old school and you wouldn't want to email us, Do Go On Pod at Gmail dot com. And if you're even more old school, we do not have a, pe- a post address. I'm so sorry. Or a fax, or a carrier pigeon. Base, <laughs> yeah. like a little stand for them to land on. But we're working on it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Twenty eighteen, baby. Yeah, that's the year of the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'll say goodbye. Bye. Later's. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean. If you want. It's up to you. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Goodbye, my liver. Goodbye, my friend. Well, how did we get to that? Where, where, where did you find that from, Jess? <laughs> Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.